I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Anthony Buck. Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 12, verses 4 to 7. I'm reading from the NIV. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, as I was reading through this verse and I was looking at it, what I thought was really interesting about this short three sections of verses is that On the one hand, you have the command fear, and then at the end it says don't fear. Uh, The first thing it says to, but actually it says don't fear human beings. Um, And as he's talking about the the human beings, the, the broader context in chapter 12, Jesus is going to talk a bit about persecution. So he has in mind, I think, specifically those times where persecution might be an issue. But it probably is not exclusively in those kinds of circumstances that we might find ourselves afraid of other people. And Jesus says, fear not those people who can only kill the body. But then he says very emphatically, I'll show you who to fear. If you want to be scared, I'll, I'll give you somebody to be scared of. You can be scared of God, the one who, can, who has the authority not just to kill your body, but who can kill, after killing your body, can throw you into hell. And I think the thing that sometimes we, we have to be honest with ourselves about is that the best way to fight fear is with a bigger fear sometimes. And when we're looking and when we're in a situation where we really are scared of people, what is the worst that they can do? Well, they can kill us. Well, what could possibly be scarier than somebody killing you? And Jesus says, well, there is something scarier actually. Like just dying here in your earthly life, that's that's bad, but being condemned to death in eternity is a whole nother level. And that's way, way scarier. And so then he says, this is who you should fear. Don't. And in a way, this makes a lot of sense because the people who can threaten to kill us, on one hand, this is the worst that they can do. But on the other hand, it gives us the ability to find courage with them because we can put them in their appropriate place. 
sometimes when we when we're very scared we look at people and we look at what they're what they're threatening us with and it always seems really really bad and so Jesus gives us a bit of a perspective shift here and he says I know it looks bad it is bad but it's not actually as bad as it it could be because they have a limited range of authority they can only take authority up to the point of this earthly life. But God, he has authority over everything. And he is the one that you should fear. And in this case, Jesus is really telling us what Proverbs has also told us, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's the beginning of being able to see the world the way it really is and being able to see yourself in relationship to the world. And... The, the truth is there have been a lot of Christians over the centuries who have had to say these things when they were about to be thrown to lions or burnt at the stake or, or killed by the local population uh, who was upset by the gospel message. This uh, has happened many, many times. Some places they use stones, other places they used arrows. Today they use guns. But the, the fundamental problem and the fundamental threat is still the same. And in those moments, the courage in part comes from knowing who is the one to be truly scared of and who truly runs the world. But then Jesus suddenly pivots and it's so radically like different, this pivot, that it's almost hard to catch your breath. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, th- I thought you were just telling me to be scared of God. And then all of a sudden you you start talking about the sparrows and how they're not, you know, you pay like an hour's wages for, for five sparrows. It's not really that much uh, uh, money, but then all of a sudden God is paying attention to the sparrows and you're telling me in verse seven, don't fear because I'm worth more than, than many sparrows? Why? Why is that? And I think it's because fundamentally the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord dispels fear not just towards other human beings, but it also dispels an inappropriate application of the fear of the Lord to our own lives. It basically, because the reason that we can fear the Lord is because of how good he is, how just he is, how concerned he is with everything that we do and everything that happens to us, and that he knows all of those things. What it means for God to be the judge means that he's omniscient, that he's omnipotent, and that he's omnibenevolent, right? He know he's perfectly good, he's perfectly knowledgeable, and knows everything that there is to know about the world. And on top of that, he actually has the power to do something. But when you think about those three things, and if those are the things that inspire us to be scared of God, on the one hand, they're also the things that keep us from being scared of God only, they also push us towards faith and to seeing that he is our provider. He is the God who is with us and who never will leave us and never forsake us. He's the God who even takes care of the sparrows. That is how good and how observant God truly is. 
He's able to pay attention to the to the birds that we don't even know are outside. We don't have the names of the birds. And I don't know about you, but I did not name every one of my own hairs. Um, right now, this would be more difficult. You know, give it 30 years time. It could be way, way easier. Um, but at least for now, it, it would be very difficult to name every single one of them and to number them. But God's, But God says here in his word, Jesus says, I've, that the Lord has, that he has numbered not just the hairs on my head or your head, but on all the heads of all the people. He already has them counted throughout all time and space. And when you think about a God who knows everything like that and who cares to the level of detail to number every single one of our hairs, then the kind of things that, yes, we would be scared to go against him, but we would never be scared to be with him because he will care for us and he is our provider because he even provides for the sparrows. And I think on that, we can lean into it in prayer. Um, So today for our prayer topics, I think what I want us to pray for is first, let's just seek the Lord and ask him to give us a, a healthy fear of who he is. Then let's pray for his provision for ourselves, for our family, for our church, for the global church, especially our persecuted brothers and sisters, for our community here in Clapham and in London and in the world. And then finally, let's, let's ask God for some opportunities for evangelism, because I think at least part of what this passage was about was because people got in trouble for sharing the good news that God is so radically loving and so radically just and so radically concerned with each one of our lives.